Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 8. Here's Pastor Ryan. I'm sure you guys have stuff at your homes to protect yourself, just in case there's somebody bigger. But at the end of the day, I have an alarm. You have an alarm, maybe. You know, we, we, we fortify our homes. Not because we're heartless. Oh, how hard. No, because we're realists and we know that we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Not everybody who, not everyone's a good guy out there. But at the end of the day, I can have all that stuff. And I can feel completely and utterly vulnerable when I'm not close to the Lord. When I haven't been in his word and I haven't been in prayer. And then the opposite is true where, you know, um, alarm's off. Kids to wor- think about and worry about. A wife. But I feel so secure and so fortified because I know that my life is in his hands and he's a mighty warrior and he has a hedge of protection around us so we don't have to fear. But you get fortified by putting your trust in the Lord, but also you're fortified if you're, if you're doing his word, right? I mean, it's not enough to just go to church or just read the word or just hear the word. We got to be doers. He said that the wise man in Psalm, in, in Matthew 7, uh, he said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Jesus is the source of just a fortified, strong, solid, fruitful, peaceful home. And we can't be touched. We can't be touched. When we hear his word and we do it, there's great confidence, great strength. Great safety. Verse 7. All the people who were left of the Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, that is, their descendants who were left in the land after them, whom the children of Israel did not destroy, from these Solomon raised forced labor, as it is to this day, or the day that this was written. But Solomon did not make the children of Israel servants for his work. Some were men of war, captains of his officers, captains of his chariots and of his cavalry, and others were chiefs of the officials of King Solomon, 250 who ruled over the people. And as you know, these were the enemies of God and their descendants. These were very pagan and wicked people. This is why, you know, the Lord allowed his people to go in and, and destroy them. 
because they would they would you know negatively uh, turn the Israelites away from the living God and destroy their lives as well as their own. And so they were to destroy them, but they left some available and or around. They didn't destroy them. And so these would be uh, those that would be used for uh, the hard labor. And the Canaanites of the land, the all, 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 you know, like the ones just mentioned, they are a picture of the flesh. Israel was to go into the promised land and live a more spiritually mature life and get rid of the flesh, the self-life, the, the my will over God's will life, the flesh life, to get rid of it. And the New Testament tells us the same thing, does it not? And, and, and some of us, like the Israelites who have left some of the fleshly Canaanites alive, some of us are not putting our flesh or your flesh in check. And we need to. We need to. Turn with me to Galatians 5. Verse 16. Galatians 5 verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish to do. That's for sure. Things come in our minds. Things come in our heart. Things come out of our flesh that are so wicked. Paul talked about it in the book of Romans. We've been talking about it. There's no good thing in our flesh. There's nothing but wickedness in these bodies until... God redeems our bodies when we meet him in the air or meet him in heaven. You and I will receive new bodies. And they're not going to give us problems. But while we're on this side of heaven, only the inner man and woman has been redeemed. And so the flesh, we have to deal with it. But it becomes sweet and, and easy in the Lord to deal with it. And God has given his children the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. And so when those thoughts come in that are wicked and disgusting and wrong, oh, we just say, Abba, Father, help us. And he does. He does. And so that's what Paul is saying in, in, in Galatians. How you deal with it is that you walk in the spirit. That's, that's you and I proactively seeking God, feeding on his faithfulness, studying his word, praying, praying without ceasing. You know, and that's why the Bible says to pray without ceasing, because the flesh obviously has to walk you around this world. And, you know, you can be good all day in the flesh, and then it hits you at night, or it can hit you in the morning, or it, 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 it's with you until you die. And so walk in the spirit. Be proactive all day. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And it's the Spirit, not the law. Just thinking to yourself, I'm going to follow rules, and, and that'll help me with, against my flesh, doesn't work. The law could not make anyone righteous or, in, or give anyone the capacity to overcome the sinfulness of the flesh. Only the Spirit. Only the powerful third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, 
in you is strong enough to change a man and woman and help you and I to be holy as he is holy. In the moments we mess up in the flesh or in thought or action or deed or whatever, those mess ups that you have, we're promised there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But it's a good reminder. Here in our story, the Canaanites were still around and so he's going to subject them to forced labor. And I think all of us would be good for you and me if we subject the flesh to be under forced labor of the Holy Spirit. You will be good. <laughs> Same thing. And then it goes on to say, um, but if you are led, uh, or, or now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, which is weed smoking and every other psychedelic crazy drug out there hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions dissensions heresies envies murders drunkenness revelries and the like of which i tell you beforehand just as i also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love is joy is peace it's long suffering it's kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Crucified it with Christ. Put it to death. Out of sight, out of mind. What do we put in sight and what do we put in mind? The word of God. And you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh, the lust of the flesh. So God can turn someone completely and utterly around from being grotesque and wicked and evil and perverse to being a solid and holy Christian man and woman by his spirit. But uh, it's a choice. Amen? Back to our text. Verse 11. Now Solomon brought the daughter of uh, Pharaoh up from the city of David uh, to the house he had built for her. For he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places to which the ark of the Lord has come are holy. Interesting. Hmm. What God has joined together, let not man separate. The marriage bed shall not be defiled, the Bible says. What's up with this marriage? That he, Solomon, wants to move his Egyptian wife out of there. Because the ark had spent time there, and that's holy ground. And Scripture prohibited the Israelites from marrying foreign women. It's not because God had anything against Egyptian women. It's because at the time, the, the idolatry of foreign gods, 
he knew that the propensity of the Israelites, if they married um, foreign women, the propensity would be to fall out of love with Yahweh, with God, and fall in love with the idols of the people, which are silver, wood, gold. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. They have eyes, but they cannot touch. And so we see him kind of like, oh, I better move her because this is holy ground. Do not let anything or anyone draw your love away from God. He is at just as concerned today about our love for him not dying and not being pulled away to another love. He is just as concerned today. Don't let anything or anyone pull you from your love of the Lord. And we have to say a prayer. I know I've said the prayer many times because our hearts are desperately wicked who can know it. And you know your heart. You know whether you like Jesus or love him. We want to be in a place where we love him more than anyone or anything. So I've said the prayer, Lord, give me a heart that loves you more than anything. And he does. And then we begin to love people rightly, with balance, with wisdom. We love our spouses right, our children right, our family and friends right, when we love God first. Let no rival throne come against God's throne in your heart. You must love them. That's why Jesus said, if you love mother or father, son or daughter, anybody more than me, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of God because we will quickly turn our loved ones and our friends into idols and fall away from the Lord. And then there's that warning to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul would say, verse 14, right, do not... Be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And so your relationships that you have with people, make sure that they're edifying. Make sure that you're being built up in Christ. And if anyone is trying to break down your resolve for being a Christian, cut them out. Cut them out. Warn them, warn them, and then cut them out if they will not leave you alone. Satan will use anybody to, to try to get us to fall. Amen? Verse 12, Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built uh, before the vestibule. According to the daily rate, offering according 
uh, to the commandment of Moses for the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the three appointed yearly feasts, which are the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the Passover, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And according to the order of David his father, he appointed the division of the priests for the service, the Levites, for their duties to praise and serve before the priests as the duty of each day required, and the gatekeepers uh, by their divisions at each gate. For so David, the man of God, had commanded. They did not depart from the command of the king to the priests and Levites concerning any matter or concerning the treasuries. And so Solomon here is, you know, the early part of his life and his kingship was on fire for making sure the temple was running on point like it it you made sure the priests were there the levites were there and everyone was serving where they needed to serve and he not only was preparing for the big feasts that were three times a year but he also whatever the daily offering was solomon was a part of that solomon was all in gun hole with the things of the lord and worship and the temple that's the way he was uh until he was not He was that way until he was not. First Kings chapter 11. We're going to end uh, pretty soon here. First, First Kings chapter 11, please. Beginning in verse 1. Amen. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, like we just talked about. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. And he had 700 wives princesses and 300 concubines and his wives turned away his heart and for for it was so when solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods and his heart was not loyal to the lord his god as was the heart of his father uh, david and so you see he was on fire but what happened he, he disobeyed the commandment of the Lord to not multiply wives, to, to not intermarry. And maybe he thought within himself, maybe, this is my thoughts, maybe he thought within himself, I'm doing all of these offerings, sacrifices, I'm making sure that your temple is on point. Surely you'll let me go and be with these foreign women. God is more concerned with Solomon's obedience to him than all of the temple stuff. Amen? And he was on fire, but then he was not. Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, I want to use Deuteronomy next week, but, you know, it says that the king's not to multiply wives, but instead he's to spend his every single day studying the, the words of the law. So he's supposed to study the Bible 
every day as the king so that he can, you know, judge righteously and, and rightly. How can you read your Bibles when you have 700 wives? <laughs> I think of my one wife and my two kids and my dog and I'm, I'm like, oh, Bible, where are you? <laughs> you know? So that's what happened. That's what happened. It's impossible to study the law. And so he broke the law. Amen? Father, we thank you. Oh, are we done? Did it go? All, did we end it? Oh, yeah, let's finish up. Now, all the work of Solomon was well ordered. That was good. All right, organization, kids. Um, it's good. Hard work, diligence. Now all the work of Solomon was well ordered from the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord until it was finished, so the house of the Lord was completed. Then Solomon went to uh, Ezion, uh, Gerber, and Elath on the seacoast uh, in the land of Edom. I really want to go there. Um, and Hiram, there's Hiram again, sent him ships by the hand of his servants and servants who knew the sea. They went with the servants of Solomon to Ophir and acquired 450 talents of gold from there and brought it to King Solomon. And we'll talk more about his, his economic advances next week. But again, that's another warning from the Lord, man. He has so much gold coming in from everywhere. And again, when you're, when you're, when you're trying to, you know, just accumulate gold and wives... There's surely no time for the Lord. It's a warning for all of us. God must be the center of our lives and our attention or nothing works. Christianity does not work if Jesus is number two or three or four in priority of your life. He has to be number one. He said, you know, I'm the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him shall bear much fruit for without me you can do nothing. And I'm blessed by the Lord. I understand it very well. Nothing I do will prosper without my devotion first to the Lord. Amen? Father, we thank you for your grace, your love and mercy, and for your word. May it bear much fruit in our lives. And we do pray that uh, you would have uh, kingship of our hearts and of our minds and of our lives in every aspect of us, Lord. We love you and you are a good God and you have blessed us and have, have given us your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. That whoever would believe in him, repent, would be saved. And so, Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, we all pray while all heads are bowed. If there's anybody here who hasn't gone right with God and you have piled up a life amount of sin, And you know that if judgment day was today, you would not be going to heaven. But today you want to get right with God and you're ready to repent of your sins. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can lead you in a prayer to ask God to forgive you and to come into your heart. Is there anybody who needs to do that tonight? Don't be ashamed. Don't let pride get in the way. Don't let the devil shut you up with pride. God loves you. He died for your sins and mine. Is there anybody who needs to get right?
Father, we thank you for our church and for this gathering. I pray your blessing upon my brothers and sisters and as we go home and that we'd get a good night's rest and uh, wake up just rejoicing and, and in your word and in prayer that we would seize the day that you have made for us to take ground from the enemy to grow in our maturity to grow in our love for you in Jesus name we pray Amen please stand thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio if you're in the area come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30am and at 10.30am or Wednesday evenings at 7pm we are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.